Guys, welcome back to Humanity Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Andrew Humanity Quinn. So, guys, one day we are once again joined by Kieran Brown. You might remember him from the first ever episode of the podcast. It was a really good discussion, and I had even worse intros than I do right now. <laughs> but, guys, I was joined by Khan and Sean this episode. The four of us had a great fucking chat about this new thing Kieran's making called Learn Jiu-Jitsu. We'll get into the minutia of what that's about in the episode, but it's basically just a learning platform to discuss concepts, drills, and just general sort of things to improve your Jiu-Jitsu, whether, you know, there'll be subscriptions, or there'll be a free thing, you can pay for it if you want, there's certain tiers, you know, all around sounds like a great fucking thing to me. If you guys are interested, they already have an Instagram page. The thing isn't up and running yet, but if you want to sort of get the general vibe of what they're they're going to be providing you, you can check out their Instagram page at Learn Jitsu on Instagram. But it'll it'll be in the description anyway. I have all of Broen's uh, fucking Instagram pages in the description at T45 Crianche Ugly, all his stuff. So if you're curious about any of his pages, <laughs> they'll be there. So guys, uh, thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Okay, so guys, welcome back to Man's Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Today is episode 76. Fuck's sake, Today is episode 76. We are once again joined by, you might know him, that's that guy who was on episode one, the only guy who let you come on to some shit heap of a podcast. It's Kieran Broen. What's up, Kieran? What's up? How's it going? Uh, so, what has changed? In, quick, quick aside. What has changed since your last appearance in the podcast in like early, early late April? Sorry. Bet. Since then, we've had two fucking lockdowns and a whole lot of bullshit. So, what's cooking? Uh, I've gotten fatter. That that changed, I suppose. Uh, no, not much. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I've been doing very little jujitsu, unfortunately. It's just a lot of yoga and weights. So, it's kind of what my life is just revolving around is just yoga once a day, weights once a, once every two days, and yeah, that's pretty much my life at the moment. Mm. Yeah, because, man, you do, like, uh... <clears throat> yeah, sorry about that. <clears throat> You're running, like, uh, yoga for BJJ classes occasionally, right? So if anyone wants to join in on them, like, what's the sort of, uh, what's the link, bruh? Where do they have uh, to look to see a yoga class? Basically, you can either get in touch with me or get in touch with the T45 Instagram, and uh, I'll send out the Zoom link then if you want to join. Uh, it's about varies in time between a 30-minute flow and a 45-minute flow, depending on uh what i'm feeling how how the class goes some some days we don't do as much kind of the just depends on uh kind of depends on who's in the co- in the class as well like because we have a couple of people who are they're not actually jujitsu uh they don't train jujitsu so they struck they they struggle a bit with the longer session i find so it's a bit easier to just do a quicker session and um it's uh yeah, it's been going well. Like the the thing about five, averaging about five or six people. So um, yeah, good to just keep busy, you know. Mm. And man, do you want to sort of uh, you're so you yeah, you've been sort of working on a new thing there, learn jujitsu. What's that? Go. I know that's a terrible question to wear, it, but what <laughs> is learn jujitsu for anyone who doesn't know? Yeah, so um, basically, well. <laughs> It's nothing at the moment. It's just an Instagram page. What's it going to be? What's it going to uh, be soon? Well, what, what it's going to be is uh, 
a full, hopefully a fully fledged website. So I'm actually going to be building a, a quick kind of blog website this weekend just to start doing a few articles about it. But the end goal is that it will be kind of uh, e-learning website where we will run through um, basically the concepts and uh, kind of mental theories that I've kind of come up with in the last couple of years training jiu-jitsu to kind of I suppose supercharge your training is in a way. Uh, basically, I got, I'm kind of sick of this going in and just drilling a hundred reps of one technique and not actually learning anything. So, mm-hmm. trying to break it down from more of a conceptual level and uh, get into the nitty gritty of how to actually learn. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's it. Kind of coming back to how to actually learn jujitsu because a lot of I think a lot of people we kind of approach jujitsu with our learning. We just go in and we try to get this muscle memory down and like that's not actually going to like it doesn't work in the big like if you scale that up you're talking about like having to memorize hundreds upon thousands of different techniques and different positions whereas if you can kind of pair it back to just these concepts it kind of like like a shortcut to getting better sounds good Well, see, man, like, what's your sort of plan in the, for, the, for the website? I know you said blogs and stuff. Or is it going to be, like, a subscription-based thing? Or is it going to be, like, just art? Like, it's going to be, like, what's the sort of content you're going to be producing on it besides just uh, blogs and stuff? Like, It's going to have, like, I suppose two different, like, levels. Like, well, maybe even three levels. Like, the first level, I'm going to have, like, a free kind of, like, you know, you can just browse around and, like, get a couple of, there's going to be certain videos that will be, like, accessible for free. Um, that are just kind of like general concepts that I kind of think everyone can benefit from to kind of suppose almost to kind of give you a basic kind of introduction to what I want to teach and then there'll be a subscription base then that will have more of a I suppose in-depth kind of it's not like it's kind of different from an instructional website that's what I kind of keep trying to tell people like it's not just going to be loads of techniques um, but how it will be is more just like how to how to I suppose it will explain the concept but then also how to train to improve that concept as well mm. that's a good one so, man yeah so like is I, that like sorry go on is that like the grilled chicken kind of concept the which kind of grilled chicken uh sort of yeah that's um that's pretty isn't it for priest yeah yeah so it's kind of similar in a way uh like if you've i follow preach and um chris pines he's actually a black belt under priest another guy who's very big into concepts mm-hmm. and like one like there's actually a really good video on youtube about it and it's basically uh chris is kind of explaining how to i think it's like how to defend everything in jiu-jitsu and yeah. like well it's all going back to this one concept of like defending the space between your armpit and your hip yeah, and if you can keep that space closed down, they can't. Basically, you can't get tapped. Yeah, I guess. Um, and I've kind of like got like to be honest, I have a list of about seventy different concepts and different like mental models that like you can apply to training. Mm. That I've been doing it with my white belts. Like we have a, a foundations program that over the last I suppose two years, three years, I've kind of like tailored it to just teach. It teaches techniques, but we also, like, from day one, start teaching 
all of these concepts. And mm. I've noticed with the newer waves of the white belts coming in, going through that like pros, uh, program, are they're actually just kicking the shit out of the white belts who came before them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you understand what's going on? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack Dolan, I think one of the reasons why he excelled so fast from blue belt to purple belt is because he did all, he studied all those concepts on their priest and fucking Chris and everything else. So like, it's not for people out there thinking kind of like, oh, concepts are for sure. Like, just don't get taps. Like, that's really, that's kind of like a goal rather than a concept, but whatever. Like, no, they actually they're proper. If you learn how to apply them directly to your game, then it's like. Like it's um, like it's one of those things where you can really implement it to like skyrocket your game to the point where it's like you will be you will be kicking the shit out of people, but it's not going to be because you're like the Hulk or anything. It's because you're actually using real life concepts, and you can apply them to your life as well as as well as if you want. Um, I think if I'm saying if I'm thinking correctly, depends <laughs> depends on the concept, I suppose. I suppose <laughs> yeah, 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 like. I've kind of like divided them into two different types, I suppose. One, some are like more actual physical concepts you can apply in like day-to-day jiu-jitsu. They also kind of apply to, some of them apply to other sports like weightlifting and other stuff. But mm. then there's mental models in terms of like, you know, um, I'm trying to even think of a few now. But, uh, sorry, I'm gone blank. It's always when you go to think of something, you're just like not, I'm completely out of my head. I suppose like it's it's like when you go to a seminar or something like that and you you learn a, a technique but what I personally have always interested in is the talking to the coach at the end and seeing where they're coming from. You know, and just listening yeah. to their little tips at the end is, is for me is usually the best part of it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's it. That's a that's, huge thing to keep like. Yeah, see, yeah. and I think one of the way one of the ways is sort of uh one of the things I'm wondering about is how you're sort of naming each and every... Like, I know you may not have, quote-unquote, invented these concepts, but if you're thinking about how to explain it or sum it down a thing, like what you said about alignment theory and stuff, because, you know, that's that's snappy. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously you have to obviously has to do with alignment and shit. But see, one of the good ones I heard, this is from like a, a year and a half ago, I think. <clears throat> uh, sorry, just uh, feeling a bit shitty today. See, uh, I went to a seminar with Christian Woodman Z, and he had like a Q&A at the end. He's like, oh, if you want to know anything about a certain position, my thoughts or what I do from here, just say. And one of them was asked about 50-50. And they were asking about how to get them onto their side for the 50-50 and what you should be focused on. And he was talking about lots of people stay on both their butt cheeks when they're doing the 50-50, but you have to be on one or the other. It's like a battle of the butts. It's like a sort of rocking fucking motion and shit. But that's... That's what he's saying, because that's the most important part in his opinion, the battle of the butts before you go attacking any foot blocks, heel hooks, or even just coming up the pass. Battle of the butts. I think that's very snappy and shit. What do you think of battle of the butts, Kiran? Yeah, like, I, I think, yeah, it makes sense, but, like, I think that's actually, without saying he's wrong, <laughs> uh, like, one of the biggest things I learned, um, I don't know, have you ever uh, looked at Lloyd Cooper stuff? He's uh, the Yorkshire yeah. Gripper. Uh, his yeah, leg, I, I had leg. him on a few months ago. Yeah, like Lloyd's, Lloyd's savage, but like one thing he Keir taught Darwin me was... Sorry? Kieran Davern tapped him. I mean, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? what, you... what? Kieran Davern's also oh, savage, Jesus. to be fair. <laughs> uh, no, um... Oh, Jesus. 
the thing about Lloyd Cooper is he taught me, um, what was it? Basically, when you're in 50-50, if you can dig both your hip uh, heels into their hip, it doesn't matter how much they try to shift to their butt cheek. If you can control their hip on the same side you've the leg trapped, they can't turn out. Quick sidebar, though. Wouldn't you have to yeah. shift one of your hips to dig, dig the heels in effectively? You would, yes. So. Ha! So battle the butt's still valid, because that's a part of the hip shifting and hip digging. I'm trying, so, to, figure, ha. I'm trying, to, figure how, trying to figure out how that works. Oh, my brain. <laughs> okay, Khan, it's very simple. You're on both your butt cheeks, then you go over onto uh, one, then you swing over uh, onto the boat. You can literally do uh, it in your chair, battle the butts in the chair. No, Pretty not simple. that part. Okay, Mr. Meathead Wrestler Dude, a heel hook <laughs> is when you bend your leg the wrong way. I'll break your leg off now, be careful. <laughs> Whatever you, whatever you say, God. I just, I just uh, learned leg locks. It's not like that's not a small name. Like, say what? It's not small. I I still learned leg locks under Kieran. Like, it's not like it's not like I don't know how to do leg locks. I just don't do them. Oh yeah, sure. I don't know how to wrestle. I just don't wrestle. <laughs> Same thing. I just don't know how to wrestle. I've seen wrestling. It's just not good. <laughs> 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 oh man! <laughs> uh, so, bro, do you want to elaborate more on what you're saying about the hip digging and shit? No, it's just it, like it kind of comes like I suppose it all comes back to the same concept of this alignment. Uh, so that I've basically been like trying to, if you can figure out the alignment of any position, you can pretty much hack your way into beating beating the other person essentially. Um, so, like, one thing I've tried to do is, um, like, if you wanted to say 50-50, uh, shifting, your, shifting to your butt cheek is breaking your opponent's uh, base, which is basically mm-hmm. their ability to generate force off the ground. So by shifting your way to the side, you're, you're after breaking their base. In terms of their... So basically what the alignment is, I've broken it into structure, posture, base. Uh, posture probably doesn't really apply to 50-50 because they're both on their butt so it doesn't really come into it as much uh, base is their ability to generate force so if you can turn to your hip faster than them uh, then they're not going to be able to generate the same force off the ground and then final point would be uh, structure so the structure in this case is you by putting your feet on their hips you're creating structure where they have no structure. And it all just basically, if you took any position in jiu-jitsu, you can pretty much apply this alignment concept. And it basically can like, if you if you can't figure out why a position isn't working well for you and filter it through the alignment concept, you're probably going to figure out something that you could do better or something that you could basically say, oh, well, I could, be, I could, mess with their posture by twisting their spine a bit here or I could uh, get better structure by using my uh, frames in a better way etc etc so basically it's it's all kind of like coming back to this alignment thing uh, I remember one day I was doing a I was doing a, a private with someone and we got sidetracked and I started going into this alignment concept teaching him side control and then at the end of the private he literally just said like i don't need any more privates i understand jiu-jitsu now so oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh dude you just lost your money machine dude 
Don't give away all your secrets, bro. <laughs> that's, that's like that's like less than 101 when you become a teacher. Don't tell them everything. <laughs> Hard not to tell them everything. Say what? Hard not to tell them everything, though, to just ask her. You're like, yeah, I know this. And then you just start, you just start yeah. answering and saying, what else is cool? And it's cool. I get, uh, if I get excited, if I get excited talking about something, it's going to sidetrack people for about two hours. And then that's, that's, that's it. I've only <laughs> asked for the bathroom. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, so, bro, just one quick aside, like uh, to learn jiu-jitsu page. Could you give us like a, a little tease about what sort of concept you're going to elaborate on next? Because your last one there was about structure and shit. So, mm. what's like the next one? If you want to just give us a little tease. Uh, I actually had an idea. I was, what was I going to do? I actually, sorry, I'm actually started doing it in Photoshop, and I can't remember what was it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I literally have a list of stuff. I was actually going to do micro adjustments for the crack, to be honest. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Man, I was there. I was there in that first fucking post when that fucking, that motherfucker went and thought he was the fucking living, le- uh, the bee's knees there. And man, oh my god, everyone was laying into him. I'm like, man. Uh, all, I, all, I said, all I said to him was, dude, yeah, it uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, but if I was you, if you want to go far in jiu-jitsu, I suggest not rolling and telling every two seconds. Whatever about tapping out a higher belt, it's cool, it's awesome. But don't go blabbing about it to anyone, especially oh, to hundreds of people on the internet. That, that, just, that just reeks of insecurity. Like, man, I tapped out some amount of fucking blue and purple belts and I was a white belt. Do you hear me typing it up every two fucking days and shit? Like, man, it just reeks of insecurity. That's, that's all I have to say on the topic. But it has produced some great memes, I, I will say. <laughs> Yeah, memes are amazing. Um, so the the next two the next two posts actually I'm gonna do one is I have to finish up the alignment stuff. So we have uh, we did structure. So the next one will be posture structure base. So we'll be going through just I suppose what base actually is and uh, how to define it. And then the next post after that will be I'm gonna start explaining like the micro battles. Uh, idea and mm. uh, just give you a few ideas of how to actually start implementing that into your training because mm. uh, man like everyone just everyone's always saying okay man if you just win this little little battle here you can get, go on to the next little battle there because you know it's just it's not like a war it's just a series of little little battles like you said like you know yeah. instead of just one long sort of campaign in and of itself just little tiny things because you know if you yeah. win one area go on to fight and win another the Age yeah. Vampires or bloody Warhammer or whatever you play yourself, like Jesus. Warhammer, so good. <laughs> uh, so, uh, get, getting your so grips what? over someone is the the first thing. Like you, if you mm. get the dominant grips that you want, you know, like that. There's the first micro battle, like. Yeah, like we've been we've been doing it with um the way I started. Uh, I've changed the way we kind of drill in the gym. Like I used to just do it the same way everyone else does. That we just drill. We just show the technique and drill the technique. But I've started to kind of break up the techniques into these little micro battles essentially. So like the half guard uh, story or metaphor is probably the best one where you're just basically saying starting in half guard, we might be teaching the getting up with the underhook and sweeping from there. Mm-hmm. Instead of drilling that entire sequence from start to finish, we're drilling with like maybe 60% resistance. So I teach the underhook. So how to get the underhook from half guard. 
and then we're drilling with it's slowly increasing resistance with the partner rather than drilling the full sequence from start to finish. And then the next thing mm. you do is the next step. So you're starting with the underhook and you're trying to fight up to your knees. And then the next one will be the completing the sweep. But again, you're just doing it with actual, like your opponent or your, your opponent, your training partner is going to slowly increase the resistance and just try to be a bit awkward because mm. one thing I hate, like my biggest pet peeve is I see people drilling and they just like, they're a part, their partner basically like uh, a grappling dummy. They're just standing or they're just going with the flow and letting them do everything. And that's fine to get the initial kind of like muscle movement down and figure that out. But once you kind of start like trying to actually deal with someone uh, like resisting, it just it just doesn't translate. Like and it's a really I suppose it's a it's a kind of it's a problem with the way a lot of people train jujitsu is that we don't actually like let our partner resist at all until we spar. Yeah. There's this like disconnection between drilling and sparring. Yeah. And then there's the question of, yeah. oh, oh my God, it doesn't work. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like it's one yeah, thing. Like, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Richie, he's a Taekwondo black belt. Like he's three or four time world champion, but uh, he trains, he's a white belt training with me in T45 and he, He's really big on like these like little micro micro drills and micro battles that like rather than just coming in and hitting pads and just look at you know looking good on Instagram, he's do he's guys doing these weird things with like hoops and rings and stuff, but like it all translates directly into this um it translates directly into his sparring because of the way he has these little games set up to drill. Mm. Oh man, see, one of the things I really like doing whenever I do this, even in drilling, it's just regular drilling. Because one, because I'm really annoying and I like fucking with people, and two, I want to get them used to other reactions. And I'm trying to think about what I would do if I was getting stuck with this. For example, you just made me think there with one of the ones with your underhook sort of sweep from half guard when you're getting the underhook and you come up to your knees. What are they going to do? They're obviously going to throw on the fucking wizard on your arm. They'd have to be an idiot not to do that. So I do that a lot occasionally to fucking get them used to that reaction because that is let's be honest how many times have you done that sweep getting the underhook come out to the knees and they haven't thrown the whizzer on like let's, let's be real like that's the sort of thing i i do the whole time yeah it's just like i i think it just has to like it's one of these things it's like if you're i think if the coach kind of says it's okay to react and resist a little bit then people get like better time out of their training like if you're breaking it down into just getting that underhook instead of drilling like the full sequence from start to finish, you're just drilling that one underhook again and again and again. It's like drilling like a jab in boxing or whatever. Like you're just going to get way more reps at that one specific motion. And as well, dealing with people's different, uh, if, the, if your partner's allowed like think and react a bit more, it's gone from this mm. static drilling to this like actual like active drilling where both partners are being a bit more active in the situation. And as well as that, it also means your, your brain is, has to be switched on. You're not thinking like, you know, I think we all have experienced it where we start repping something and then like two reps in, we're after switching off and we're gone thinking about what we're having for dinner later or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, so, Kieran, like the other guy, the guy who's kind of like giving a little bit of resistance, he's learning too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's it. Like it's it's gone from one partner being like doing all the work and doing all the thinking to both people have to kind of, just a little bit like you again i it takes i think it takes a bit of time before the gym gets used to doing these types of drills because like initially when i said like okay guys resist a little bit 
I was get, seeing guys pretty much sparring each other when we were drilling, and it was just like, no, that's not. So it just takes a bit of time for guys to get get used to how to do it. Like it's there's a, there's like a level of resistance where that's like it's okay. You're not fully mm. like you're not trying to stop your partner completing the drill, but at the same time you're just making him have to think a little bit more. And it also mm. throws up like it throws up the problems a lot quicker. So like you'll get people asking you questions, being like, "Why didn't this work?" or "Why is it not working?" And normally it takes them to go sparring to understand that, you know? Yeah, I understand that. Okay. Now I get you, man. See, one of the things I really like doing, I've, I've found a lot of uh, fucking, what's what's the word I'm trying to think? Benefit. That's a benefit. <laughs> the words just escaped me. A lot of benefit in flow rolling, but like, not like, there's difference in flow roll and slow roll. See, I find the opportunity when you flow roll is to go into different positions. Like, just find where you get, like, like, uh, ebb and flow and shit see so you know just over and back shit so like you know maybe uh maybe you passed your half guard but they just immediately escape the side control and put you into guard that's fine because you know it'll give you the opportunity to sort of go into different positions and sort of give you yeah. see like okay what are you gonna what are you gonna do from there what are, what sort of reactions are you gonna have with like a low level of resistance but it's just the whole point to that in my opinion is just to move to different positions and stuff because i think it's flow rolls are the best warm-ups Ever, in my opinion, like no, we, no, no, no question. We've got a concept in wrestling which is uh, fucking make, make their feet. you move your feet to make their feet move, which means you're going to. I say fucking judo as well. You're going to move them, yeah. them to get in on your leg, on your attacks. Rather than being like, do your double leg or do your single leg or do your or do your um, like front headlock. It's 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 just what we do on just as well. So if you're like maybe pushing on someone's head or if you're just like pulling an arm, you're making them move, so therefore you get your whatever it is you want. Right? Yeah. Just being like, this is how to do your double leg, this is how to do your single leg, now do it. Because that's like, because okay. you do your double leg and you do your single leg, and that's grand. But like, if you don't know, like, if you don't understand the concept of make them move, like, yeah. and I don't know, it's, I don't yeah. know what it's like, you make them move, but people are like, give them like a little shove, but like, not moving. That's, sir, yeah. that's, not, that's not how working with somebody moves works. Yeah, sometimes it's like tricking them to actually move where you want them to move as well. You know, and that's a whole skill in itself. Like, yeah. I, actually, I actually hit the Russian snap yesterday. It was great. Hilarious. Nice. <laughs> you know what the Russian nice, snap is, man. Right? Yeah, it's the single arm one, isn't it? That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Unfortunately, we didn't video it. And I was like, oh. Because yeah, oh, we, we just started videoing it. But then that's the thing. That, yeah, that's the thing. It didn't happen then. But that's the thing of making the move where you want to move, like Sean said. Mis- yeah. Not a misdirection. But then, like, it, it's, a, it's a really simple concept, but, like, it's probably one of the harder ones, I think, is to make somebody move when they don't want to move. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it comes back to how you're trading, though. Because, like, if you spend more time, like, doing that live motion of actually having to move your partner when he's, like, not fully resisting but just being a bit awkward yeah. you were drilling your takedowns with that little bit more uh, live it. element to them then yeah. you're going to improve a lot quicker whereas yeah. if you're just drilling statically like you said just drilling the double leg with no actual setup mm-hmm. then you're not actually going to well you will improve like you can't not get better by drilling but eventually I suppose it's just like you're going to improve a lot quicker if you add like, a little bit yeah. of live movement mm-hmm. yeah. if you're real wall it, you just kind of like 
I can do a double X when I get in the double X. Like, yeah, but you need to know how to, like, get in the double X to finish a double X. Like, it's... And I, and I remember teaching a class a year ago with a kid, and like, can we not just learn a double X? Like, all right, then, do a double X. And he, uh, I told him to do a double X, and I was like, here, just move out of the way. For the other guy, like, move out of the way. And like, oh, I can't get double X. Uh, guys, I got a bit of bad news here. Unfortunately, my country needs me, so I'm gonna have to see you later. Yeah, you're on. Yeah, Huron, I'll catch up with you again at some stage. Um, yeah, myself and Huron have have good plans of doing a seminar for each other when all this stuff flows over as well. So, mm. yeah, yeah 100%, uh, man. the more teams that help each other out, the better. Mm. Uh, see you later, guys. Love you. Yeah, Bye. yeah. Thanks a lot, Sean. See you later. See you later. Yes. Okay. All right, we still got the recording anyway. Man, I love that man. And he'll, he'll find out. He'll find out that I said that after the episode's up. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, where's my seminar, bro? And what the hell? You're giving them out to everyone except for me? What the shit? Can we have a seminar? Just get... Say what? Who wants a seminar? Me. Tell them more. Ask me to tell them more. I'll do seminars. I don't care. I'll do seminars everywhere, lad. I'm off, off the train with... I must come off the train with Kieran anyway. I've been talking to him for the last couple of months saying I have to come off the train with you. Mm. I'll, I'll, I was going to be like, I'll smash him, but then I was like, that's literally not how it's going to go. That's literally not, not what's going to happen. Like, I'm probably going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all good. He'll probably smash me now, to be honest. I haven't been training enough to be, uh, be, be that good. Well, I've just been uh, able to wreck so, like, It's just like I'm getting absolutely mauled. Oh, I'm so tired. Mm. Uh, no, we started we started resting once a week down in T45 on a Wednesday and um, do you oh. uh, follow Ir- Ironclad Wrestling on YouTube at all no? mm. oh yeah is that the one yeah. in uh, Decatur Alabama yeah that's the one yeah, yeah. I, was, I was talking to Keith Kavanaugh a while back and he, that's where he went to go wrestle his fucking they're really cool cool, yeah. cool fucking page yeah they've got some really good stuff uh, basically I've stolen and plagiarized a lot of their techniques, and I'm just like, right, we're doing we're doing actual wrestling. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's good. To- I, I ended up hardwiring myself for actual competition wrestling because I compete like, so I've I've hardwired myself for that. So every time I go in a double or a single leg, it's just like, oh shit, my neck. <laughs> like oh, you, yeah. you can you can roll out of it stuff, but it's kind of like, ah, oh, here we go. The like guillotine city. Uh, not guillotine, more like dars. If they're good Ooh. at kind of stuffing the head and stuff, they can get a pretty tight dars. But I've I've kind of gotten to the point where it's kind of like they don't really bother me as much as they used to, because I get out of it. But if I'm going, if we're doing like wrestling drilling, I'm picking somebody up and dumping them as soon as I can. Dars, please, please no dars. Oh man, I'm a bit of a muppet because like I have a good, I have a decent sprawl, but it, then when we do wrestling on Fridays, which is the most grueling class ever, because it's the last good week. Yeah, and because the warm up is is nasty, twenty minutes of running around, backwards crab walks, forwards crab walks, bear crawls like a motherfucker. Yeah, like he wants you to sweat like a cunt before you do anything, any wrestling. That's why you don't die when you're wrestling. I need energy so I can wrestle. What the fuck? I, but no. here's the thing. Technique. Here's the thing. Uh, I, the one thing, the one thing with doing the yoga, actually, I I I never I'm never making anyone run around the the room ever again. Uh, basically. Day one of the yoga instructors course, Sebastian made us all run around in a circle in our in our houses. We were we we're actually were, we're doing it on Zoom, so we were there running around in circles in my living room. And then he was just like, "Does that make you feel warmed up?" And everyone was just like, "No, not really." And he was just like, "Yeah, see, it's stupid. It's a waste of time." Yeah. Just, 
Exactly. They're just, they're just like, oh shit, the man's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like do yoga, do solo drills, or do flow rolls. Like, man, flow rolling is the best fucking warm up ever. No one can fucking contest that for me. If someone's been training a few months, like six months, I think they sh- they're decent enough to flow roll. Or even even just move to different positions. I'm big advocate for that, or just do some yoga yeah. and shit. We. We start, like, I do maybe five, ten minutes yoga to start. Like, I have a longer warm-up that's about 20 minutes. That will get you absolutely sweating buckets. But uh, I do quick, kind of quick mobility yoga flow. And then, sorry, what? He's like, please, no. <laughs> it's actually unreal, man. I swear to God, if you try yoga for, give it, like, th- three months. Three months it takes. Right. Uh, but well, if how, can, if I'll start doing your learn, your yoga thing. If uh, down at wrestle with me, yeah, I have no problem. I mean, I want to wrestle I, I the guy. Saw... He said he does wrestling. I want to wrestle him. <laughs> I, I, oh. I suck at wrestling, like, I never said I was good at wrestling, but like, you know, oh. I, I try. <laughs> oh, see, I, I got a quick aside for you, bro, and this is just something I remembered while we're because I remember while we were talking about ironclad wrestling, I remember something Keith Cavan had told me about the sort of 10 planet training method at his gym when he was in Decatur, it was like fucking, they teach you a sequence, start a month, say it's like a single leg, pass, back take, rear naked show. Let's just, say, let's just say that's the sequence for the month for the sake of argument. They want you to drill that sequence either in the gym or at home, whenever, a hundred times that month. But what's your sort of thinking on that? Like just getting the whole se- sequential movement shit. See, I kind of was like, I, I, I understand what like that logic, but, you see, it comes back to this muscle memory thing. Like, the amount of effort it takes for one person to remember. Like, it's okay with certain techniques. Like, you know, the double leg is such a specific technique. It's okay to get that rep. But, like, problem with, like, learning sequences is, like, when you go into a spat, like, a, a role or a competition with someone, it's absolute chaos. Like, the chances of you hitting that exact sequence are, like, very small, like, in the big scheme of things. Like, I know you can kind of, like, you know, direct a, a match into a situation where you can execute an exact sequence but I, was just I kind of don't that. sorry go on no I was, I was just about to say that that what you just said about it's you can direct somebody into a sequence but you can't yeah you can't just like sequence like you can't do yeah. it like. uh you could you could put a horse into a heel hook but you can't make him tap yeah it, it depends on the it depends on the situation i think like it literally like there's certain times when, like, I have a system for my back takes. Like, one, sorry, not my back takes, my finishing from the back and my finishing with the heel hooks. Like, at that point, you have so much control of the situation. Like, you have, if you have someone's back, you have, like, you know, you should have diagonal control. You should have the hip control, be it a body triangle or double hooks, whatever way you want to play it. But you have a lot of the variables of the situation controlled. So you're controlling their back. You're controlling... All that's left is the hand fighting, start controlling the hands. And same with the legs. Like, once you get in on the legs, it's the same idea. You're hand fighting, you're trying to get the leg isolated. So the amount of variables of a situation are kind of what dictates whether or not you should rep a situation. Like, you know, you can rep the sequence from finishing the back because you've gotten there. The same with the feet like, or the leg locks. If you get to a heel hook, you can rep that finishing sequence because at that point, you're in so much control of the situation. Then you can kind of kind of sequences from open guard or from like stand up when you're like literally like you know I know you can rep takedowns but 
at the same time, like it's very hard to rep specific situations. Like, I, I think takedowns are easier than open guard. Like, guard and playing guard is actually probably harder to, to rep secret. What are you on about, man? Takedowns are fucking grueling and difficult. Playing guard like yeah. a fucking pansy is so easy. You suck at no, them. They are. Like, takedowns are what more difficult. Bet. But, like, you're still, like, in a situation where you can control the positioning and you can, like, again, control the variables. Like, there's less variables in stand-up than there is in guard. In guard, you have to think about whether you're playing seated guard, lying that or supine guard. Uh does he have control of both legs? Does, does he have control of one leg? Does he have control of one arm? How like you know, there's so many variables. Like it all comes back to how many variables and how much you have control over. And to be honest, like trying to apply a sequence or a system into a, a, a chaotic situation just doesn't work. I've tried it. I've tried to. I've tried to make sequences from guard and you know, just does, doesn't play well at all. Hmm. And, and it kind of it goes back to those, those concepts. Like I have a concept for like this. Um, I don't really have a great name for this yet, but it's like the table concept. If you take a table and you chop off one of the table's legs, it fall over. So if you can figure out how to do that with sweeps, so every sweep is the same, and it's all about where their base is. So if you figure kind out like, where their base is, sorry, take away the, kind of like butterfly where you take away one of the arms, and then there's one of the legs table gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, but it's the exact it's the exact same with everything though. It's the same with like a single leg X sweep or an X sweep. It's all it's, it all goes back to the same concepts. Like figure out where their base is, take their base away, and then move them over that point to base. Mm. Shit, that makes a lot of sense. Let's see, like yeah. like with like with the lasso sweep, you know, your fucking leg is wrapped around the arm that they would have based on if you're flinging them yeah. in that direction and you have the pant yeah. grip, you're just fucking fling them over. Yeah. So literally you can apply that to every single sweep. So rather specific sweeps teach the concept and then start teaching the sweep because once they can associate a concept with a situation you'll probably you might not be the prettiest sweep of all time but you will be able to bullshit a sweep from nearly every guard once you understand that concept oh well uh, sweep sweep i think one of the good examples for, for people to visualize is if you're on someone's back and you've got back control and then they go on all fours saying it's kind of like upside down backpack and if you take away one of the hands or one of the legs they're going to fall over into the side so that's literally kind yeah. of that's literally an exact kind of like representation of chop away a leg and they'll fall over yeah, mm. yeah or just attack or just attack the neck since they're on on all fours that's that's <laughs> yeah. not how it works yeah it is yeah it is but you won't get whatever fuck off yeah you will i'm <laughs> <laughs> get this uh fucking Bro, and since you're brought up like back attacks and back finishes and stuff, and since you have a twisted logic, do you like the twister at all? Uh? Uh, uh. I do and I don't. I do and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like when it's done to you, but you like doing it to other people, is that it? Uh, I like doing it to people, but uh, I'll be honest, I, I, if, if I had a choice between a twister and a rear naked choke, I'd probably finish the rear naked choke. Just no. because, like... Because you're a nice guy. <laughs> I mean, one, I'm a nice guy, and two, you might get some psychopath who will just not tap to a twister, where oh, yeah. everyone will go to sleep. Like, I have dealt with people who are just, like, literally nut dogs <laughs> who will not tap. I go to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's better, because, you know, you'll just go, you'll just go for a little nap. You won't, eat, you won't be paralyzed or anything yeah. if you don't tap. But the worst the worst that's ever happened to me was I got, I, I got in on a heel hook on, on someone once, and 
I swear to God, I've act, I actually felt afraid. They just were literally mad dogging me, like staring me down. I was in a like saddle looking at them, waiting for the tap, and they were just like, yeah. not tapping. I'm not no. tapping. And I was like, uh, okay. And it, it, you know it's over when they look at dead in the eye, though. <laughs> like, just do. <laughs> Kieran was actually talking about this the other day. He was, what else to talk about? He just put up in the group page and was like, if you're in a little kind of tip when everybody goes back, if you're in like a position like saddle, or like armbar, if you look, if you can look at somebody in the eye when you're doing it and kind of just sit there in the position and look at them in the eye, that's kind of like you know it's over. Like just, 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 just tap. Don't lose yeah. your leg, your whole leg. Yeah. Uh, the worst that uh, Tom Halpin actually gave me a bit of advice about that. He was talk- we we're talking about that. It was like I got I kind of started getting heel hooks on people and like. It was just like, I think they knew I wasn't going to break their leg. So they were like, you know, holding, they were just not tapping in the gym because they were like, oh, he's not going to break my leg. So Tom was, I was like asking Tom, what should I do? And he was just like, in that situation, make them think you're going to break their leg. <laughs> so you can kind of like literally make them think that just go, you're going to snap their leg. Like, I don't know how you think, I, to be honest, I'm still terrible at it. I'm too nice to people in the gym. But like, I think you just have to be, uh, maybe as intense as Tom. Tom's pretty intense. So I can attest to that because whenever I train with Tom and he puts me into heel lock for even for the fifteenth time, I'm fearing for my fucking life. So you bet your ass yeah. I'm fucking tapping. Yeah, uh, but like it's one of those positions where you've seen people absolutely ripping their knees and stuff off and everything. Like yeah. I, I think with like chokes and stuff, you can kind of be like, oh, it's, I'm only going to have a sleepy bye bye. But like with heel locks and stuff, is you're going to be in a lot of pain and then you can't walk anymore. And you probably mightn't be able to run anymore ever again, and you won't be training for about six or seven months. And if you like, if you even like make it look aggressive, they're probably going to tap. Definitely. Like I'm not Yeah, like oh, Craig well, Jones has a good thing about it. He was talking. Fuck about Craig this. Jones. <laughs> he was talking about the finishing mechanics of uh, the heel hook, and he was like, basically, you have to make them think that it's going to break. And he was kind of going on like. When he started going into the mechanics behind it, he was just like, this will snap someone's leg. And that's what it feels like when you do it that, that way. He did. He was doing, um, I think he was doing saddle. And basically, instead of your regular saddle, what he was doing is, or your regular finish, he was he was planting the, the heel to the ground, and then you yeah. sit over the heel. That's, yeah. that, that, that shit there really freaking difficult. Because when my heel is kind of like up off the ground and my whole foot's off the ground, I can still move, though. Is that the bridging over it, is it? Yeah. 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 Yo, guys, just give me a sec. I gotta go to the jacks. Just talk amongst yourselves real quick. (laughs) Did you do that? Did you do that seminar in Tullamore? Yeah, I was at that one, yeah. Yeah, we were together at that one. Well? Yeah, I I was in a world of my own that day, to be honest. I was was sleep deprived for a whole week, and I was just like, I have no idea what's happening. So... I with Jack Dolan and Jack Dolan fucking like like he whenever he learns something like leg locks and stuff he'll just like he'll he'll keep it so, yeah. so he absorbs all this stuff so every time I'm in a heel and I like feel my heel being pushed like stuck to the ground I'm like no no stop sorry please there stop yeah but, uh, no I did a I did a few days with Locke and Giles as well which was pretty ridiculous uh, yeah that, so like that's three what, days that's so yeah, it was taught. It was, it was just lot like long. Like his seminar was like two, two and a half hours, I think, and then it was like an hour rolling afterwards. So like, 
over two days, it's just an awful lot of information to kind of take in. Yeah, you need to be, you need to be really writing stuff down for that kind of thing. And um, that, I, I find actually I can't drill helix for long because my knees just, my physically, I physically get sore. Like, it's not even because they're like, you know, putting it on, but like, it's just being in a position is like, this is compromising. <laughs> so, like, it just, it just is like. Oh, it's, and, uh, it is just, uh, like, I do uh, privates with um, a couple of lads and like, they all ask for like, oh, I want to learn heel hooks because like, obviously they know I'm decent at leg locks or whatever. So they're like, oh, I want to focus on heel hooks. And then I'm like, that's fine. But then, like, you do three privates in one day, and you, you're the person they're demoing on. So your legs are just screwed up the whole day. Like, Yeah, it's, um, it, it, it is kind of, it is a bit of an intense one, because, like, it's just, it's such a vital part of your living as well. Like, because if you go to sleep, like, you know, it's not going to affect the thing. So, like, if you, if you snap a leg or a ligament, like, you know, that's done for a couple of weeks, like, definitely easy, like. Um, like yeah. I, uh, with a heel hook I put someone in out for was it six weeks mm. uh, now in, like, in my defence the guy had every opportunity to tap so yeah. it wasn't like I, I didn't actually like want to injure the guy but I was yeah. literally in 50-50 staring at him and then I just heard a massive crunch out of his knee yeah. so yeah like I'd never want to do that he, to someone in training though Ian was telling us a while ago about this guy in the competition um, where like he was like, if you don't tap to this, they're going to break it. Like, and, and imagine not to tap in the training, like, you know, because if, if they don't tap, in a competition, if you don't tap, they're not going to take it off you. Like, they'll just they'll take a whole leg off. And Kieran was telling us about the time when he had this guy in, in uh, Inside Sinkaku, and he had he had the leg legs, but he was going for a footlock on the other leg rather than the heel up, because he, yeah. he was going for it. And he was sitting back on it, and, like, they're not they're not, not tight like that. There's a real post foot on and he was saying uh, he did it to them. He did it to your man. And he looked him right in the eye. Your man didn't react like he was acting like nothing happened. He came inside. 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 He came and you want to get injured and you want to be a retard, okay, more power to you. Screw yourself. And man, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know, you know, the, the saying tap, snap, or nap exists for a reason. Like, you know, obviously give them every opportunity to tap, but if they, you know, like you're showing them mercy, you're letting them, uh, you know, letting them lose with some dignity if it's in competition. And obviously if it's in training, you're like, yeah, I don't want to injure you. What the fuck? But in competition, you're like, look, come on. It's like in chess, you know, you're about to get a checkmate. You can just concede and be like, okay, yeah. You win. Yeah. You, you caught me. But if you want to be, you know, an ignorant prick and just get beaten and checkmated anyway, okay, fine. Be my guest. Well, one of these things is something I've been trying to figure out a way around it is that getting out of that mindset. Though, like, if you train, if you train to release leg locks and you train to not injure people, when you go into competition, you'll actually get kind of bitten in the ass with it. Mm-hmm. Because it's happened to me. Like, I, I had a guy who was Naga. Oh man, this is like four, five years ago now. Naga to any sixteen, I think. I was in the purple belt division, uh, and I went to heel hook your man, and he tapped the underside of my leg, so mm. the ref didn't see the tap, and I immediately let let go of the leg, and sure he came up on top then and scored points, and I was just like, "Are you actually shitting me?" 
Like, it's just like, uh, the reason I let go is because, like, I'm used to letting go when someone taps. But, like, I probably should have just held on until the ref told us to stop or something. You know, it's just this, like, Kieran always says to us, um, if you're in a competition, for here, whenever somebody taps you, let go. But in a competition, you don't stop till the referee tells you to stop. Yeah. Like, I remember I put a guy in a guillotine where he was going to sleep and he tapped the ground and I was like, Grant, so I let go. And he, and he got up on top and I was like, ref. And he's like, no, I was on top. I was like, oh, fuck. So then... Yeah, it's re- the ref is only you, human-like. Yeah, like, like they can't see everything, which is what people kind of like, why did the ref do this? It's like, well, refs aren't fucking magical. Like, they're just people. But like... Yeah. Uh, why doesn't like, every match have three refs like at fucking the big IPJF events? Like, what the hell? Why don't they have the budget to hire three refs for every single match? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they don't, I don't even think they have that many refs at, like, most smaller comps, to be fair. Yes. You'd be there all day. <laughs> yeah, I, I refed at a smaller comp, and we were there all fucking day, believe you me. Yeah, so, yeah same. I've done it before as well. It's, it's intense. Yeah, and I also got... Like, man, I don't know if you've ever ref Brown, but, like, some coaches or teammates get really fucking pissy at you. Like, like... I got, uh, I nearly got in a fight with, with a few, uh, um, few, uh, coaches at one stage because they were screaming at me about stuff. And I was literally, like, I was ready to have a match with the coach. It was actually until I got to that stage where I was just like, if you've that much of a problem with me, come on, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. See, I, I did not, I did not directly influence as, like, how um how people kind of like go with competitions and not happen because it's like if you if you know you've got a coach in a corner who's just been like that's a lot of bullshit then you're probably not going to tap stuff and then like you're more likely to get injured yeah like i'll tap i genuinely yeah. like i'll tap as soon as i feel like i don't want to get like at the end of the day i want to be able to walk around the place i really don't care like maybe if it was like ADCC trials or something like big yeah. big or the Euro finals, but like most of the time I'm just like yeah sure whatever let's mm. tap and go again like you know. There was this guy um, I've told the story before, but people might people might have forgotten it. But there was this guy and there's a coach and his coach was horrible. Like whenever we're rolling, he was like no don't do this don't do that don't do this what are you doing why aren't you doing this and like being a real dick anyways. I had him in a fully locked on triangle, angle made, underhooking the leg. You're not going anywhere unless unless it's to dreamy bye byes. Like, and his coach, yeah, literally, but his coach is like, don't tap, don't tap, go to sleep, but don't tap. And I'm just like, do you like, do, does your teammates like break each other up like, or how does that work? If 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 your coach is being like tap, or sorry, don't tap, go to sleep. Like, yeah, no, like the only. So the only instance, just a quick aside, the only instance where you should ever just say to someone, oh, don't tap, go to sleep, is if you're off by points and there's two seconds left in the match and they'll still win if they go to sleep. That's the only fucking instance other than that, shut the fuck up, don't do that shit, you're a shitty coach and you're a piece of shit, fuck you. I'm, I'm done, sorry. Yeah, like, uh, it's, what was it, the, um, uh, no, it's a, yeah, it was this whole thing, like, I, I had a conversation with this, but with a, a couple of friends of mine, but, like, there's a massive factor in jiu-jitsu with, like, the coach, coach's persona is literally the attitude of the gym. Mm. And, mm. like, I, I don't, I think people, like, don't, like, realize it as much as they should, like, uh, like, I've been very conscious of, like, with the way I am in the gym, like, I, I pretty much don't curse when we're in the gym, because I'm very conscious that there's, like, 14 year olds training with us who like they're going to pick up any of my habits 
Mm. And like, I know it's kind of like, I don't want it to become like all like, you know, traditional martial arts, like, you know, jujitsu has its own like vibes and stuff. But like, so this massive thing of like, the coach's persona is literally the gym's persona or the, the gym is an extension of the coach's persona. Like you can see it with the, like the attitude in the lads in, in Tullamore kind like, you're all like, you're all lovely lads because Kieran is lovely. Do you know what I mean? And you all have good attitude with competing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's coming from the coach. Like if the coach is secure and like, you know, competes at a high level and like, you know, taps when he's supposed to tap and like has a good attitude about like, you know, losing and learning, then mm. the gym will. Whereas if the gym has a terrible attitude about that, then it just rubs off on the students. Mm. Like, yeah, it is It is one of those kind of things where it, it's kind of like shit rolls downhill. <laughs> but, like, it's not... Yeah. Like, if that shit is good, is kind of like a good mentality about stuff, then it's not really shit. But, like, it's still stuff rolls downhill. So, obviously, your coach is, like, the main man in the, in the gym. And then below that is, like, the next belt's up, or the next belt's down, and then so on and so forth. Like, you know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, like... Ah, you were saying? No, you go on. Ah, no, I'm just, it's just like, it's a good example to set, especially because, you know, like you said, the shit rolls downhill, because it, it, it's not just all, all for the coach to be, be the authority figure and everything and be the example. Because, you know, if he's setting a good example, it'll lead to, like, the blue and purple belts and brown belts leading a good example. And then, you know, they'll be the ones sort of bringing up other people. And, you know, you know it'll be... All, all the better for it then instead of just having you know the one person doing everything and being the one benchmark for everything yeah definitely yeah it's a massive it's a massive thing like and i don't think people realize it like when they're when they become a coach or when they open a gym is like you're basically like you become i suppose you become a role model whether you like it or not you are people's role model and like everyone like they might not realize that they're kind of copying or emulating you but they are, you know, so it's all come, it does all come from the top, you know, so it's, it's mm. weird, it's kind of weird that way, like, so another one I kind of think was like, because like, you know, like, I get tapped training, whatever, everyone gets tapped training, but I get tapped by one of the blue belts, white belts while we're training, whatever, and like, I pretty much just like, you know, whatever, don't really react, I'm just kind of like, yeah, cool, whatever, let's go again, whereas I've seen guys who get so angry about getting caught by a lower belt, and it's just like, if I got angry, then I'm setting an example for all of my belts that you can't get tapped by a lower belt without throwing a tantrum about it, essentially. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we've got... See, I think the good thing about that, though, is... Or not the good thing, sorry. But the thing about having a good attitude about something is your students will challenge it. They'll stand up to the mark and be like, right, let's go. I remember one of our yeah. guys, Tyg, horrible. But Tyg is only like he's only like twenty. Well, like Tyg went up to, oh sorry, he's twenty one now. God, I'm old. Um, but he went up to Kieran and was like, "Prepare to die." Like, when I was sleeping at me, prepare to die, old man. It's like Jesus Christ, Tyg, what are you doing? Yeah, but, like, good luck with that, Tyg. Good yeah, luck. But, but like he, um, but like, but like it's not like Kieran was like, "Fine, I'm gonna smash it." He was like, "Come on, son, let's go," like in a jokey way. Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine if I went to a coach said, prepare to die, old man. He was like, I'm going to break your nose. Like, oh, shit. No, yeah. Like, don't do that. Like, if I said to you, let's go. Oh, man. Man. Like, it's it's all in a joke way. And it's, it's never like, I'm going to kill you. And some yeah. people are like, are like that, where it's like, I'm going to kill you. 
or even man like one time this is a quick aside this happened like a year and a bit ago this one dude was like oh man uh like he had just gotten his blue belt and i've been a blue belt for nearly a year at that point and he's like i was like do you want to roll man he's like oh no dude uh you're too easy i'm like what fucking world am i too easy bro we end up rolling later that day anyway five minute round submitted him three times in three and a half in like sorry two and a half minutes and then the, here's the kicker after this after the third tap he wouldn't tr- roll at me anymore he's like oh that's, that's it man i'm sorry oh oh you know oh I'm like oh i'm not too easy now am i buddy you know but, you know just don't say stupid shit before you roll with someone and the roll will be better who'd have thunk mm. <laughs> Just, don't say stupid shit. Just if you want to do stupid shit in a roll, fine, whatever. Save it for then. Or if you want to have a jokey little thing at the end, whatever. But if you want to get killed, go ahead and say stupid shit. Go crazy. That's my that's my thinking. Rohan, just not to be a dick. Like yeah. That's actually like we have a we have a lot of these things in um we have like our whatever core values of the gym up on the wall and like we're all just like you know be a good training partner, you know, co- you know, come with a good attitude, all this kind of stuff. And I was, like, so tempted, the last one, just to be, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you got to be fucking, uh, I guess you got to walk around PG-13 because you're all like, oh, I don't want to curse to the gym. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Don't that's one thing. Uh, my playlist, my playlist, that's the funniest thing. Like, I've had to edit all my playlists. I've had to go uh, through and delete a load of explicit songs. I'm like, oh, I can't yeah. have that play. That's got language in it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no. Well, here's here's the thing, bro. Just get like trash metal that's in a different language that you don't even know if they're fucking cursing. Yeah, play a bit of Ramstein or something, and then no one knows what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, man. I, I changed I ain't changed my playlist for no one, man. I, I have my I have my fucked up music. Uh, I have with my lyrics. I have my. I I have a gym, like, I have two, like, I have a playlist for the gym that's, like, relatively, like, tame, and it's, like, look, it's fine, because it's just, like, I think I was there one day, and I was doing a private, and it was just a young lad, and his mom was there, and I just, like, was this, the the lyrics of the song were just, like, not great, and I was just thinking in my head, I was just, like, this is not appropriate, like, I just can't have that type of music, it's just very, like, it's it's this small thing you shouldn't, like, I don't even know why I got so caught up with it, but like it's one of those things. It's just like I suppose if I noticed it, there's other people going to notice it, you know. Mm. Oh, I just have a quick aside for you guys. How do you name your playlists? Like, what what do you call them? Because man, I made a new playlist there. It's an hour and a half long, and it's called "Motherfucking Killdozer" because it has the, it's the Killdozer song on it. I'm like, man, I love that song. Did you ever hear see the Killdozer? It's fucking really cool. But how how do you name it? You're like, ah, oh, training one, training two. Uh, yeah, heavy training. <laughs> oh, dude! Random, random, random training. Or hang on, let's see, let's see. Let's, let's see, see if man. I, I, uh, here's I can, just a, here's I, a, I can put on my daily mix. <laughs> Sometimes it depends. If I'm if I'm drilling heavy a lot of time, it'll be like heavy rock stuff. Not heavy rock stuff, but it'll just be heavy enough. Like, with fan, yeah. like, like it's intense and it's like it's how wrestling is. But then if I, if it's jujitsu, then it's always like kind of just like flowy stuff i know it's kind of mm. weird but like i'll have two playlists there's one is wrestling and jiu-jitsu, yeah. <laughs> so jiu-jitsu uh, nice and easy and wrestling is like i want to kill you and throw you on your head <laughs> oh man uh they're a really good soundtrack i just listen to this the whole time when i'm working out and doing on is the hotline miami soundtrack it's so good do you ever play hotline miami no yeah, it's great 
great game. Dude, I just finished it there this morning. I have the second one. I have to f- boot it up. I have to finish that as well. Um, I have to run to the bathroom there, so give me two minutes. <laughs> you have one. <laughs> Don't worry, man. I can cut this part out or whatever. Uh, so, Khan, like I said, man, you should you play Hotline Miami, man. It's really good. Is it, What's it on? Is it on like a mobile? Or? No, it's on PS4 and oh, Xbox, all them. It, they're, they, those like, games are really cheap. They're, on, they're about a fiver, but it's... But, that's not the problem. The problem is I need, I forgot that I have to order a fucking uh, external hard drive. Uh, oh, dude, like this one? Got an external hard drive from PS4 here. Mm-hmm. Some buzz. I uh, man, it's uh, four. What's it? I think it's one terabyte or four terabytes. Sorry, this is a big chunky Ooh. one. Jesus fucking Christ! Well, man, it was 140 quid for that fucking hard drive, so it want to be fucking real big. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't think I have that amount of revenue to buy. I, I don't. I might need that much anyways, but sure, you never know. I'd love to get fucking. I'd love to get Cyberpunk. Oh, don't, man, do not. No, I've played Cyberpunk, and it's Did grand. you not see all the glitches and shit, bro? Wait for care. wait a few months. Wait for it to get cheaper. Wait for it to get patched. Uh, I like I can't. Yeah. I can't even I, with you right now. I like all the glitches, bro. It, I, I got a lot of. You like. Oh, bro, bro, we're got, discussing, got we're like discussing Cyberpunk there. What do you think of that fucking shitty of a game? I, I have not bought it yet. I've done very good with my... Uh, basically, I have bought... What did I... What did I say? I'm playing uh, Zelda on the Switch, and that's kind of oh. all with games. So. Good game. Good fucking game. Man, that was some game, man. I, I didn't really get into Zelda before, but man, that's a fucking great one. But the one I'm playing there, I'm trying to platinum it. I have two trophies left. Is a uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Love that game. Oh, so good. Dude, so good. Shadow of War, the second one. Because man, I have two trophies left. One of them is killing a captain while you're on an, an Olag. I'm like, how do you even do that? It's fucked up. And reaching, get, like, doing a million siege fucking things online. I'm like, well, I look looks like I have to take a weekend off and do that shit. That'll be fun. Mm. Ugh, great. Yeah, so what were we saying, bro? And what were, what were we talking about again? It was uh, rambling about music. I think. Oh yeah, playlists. Yeah, your, your playlists. Ah, yeah, they're all just stupid names. Like I have lifting heavy stuff. Uh, what? <laughs> lifting heavy stuff. Uh, I have a playlist for every gig I've gone to, which is kind of a, a thing I have a habit of doing. Uh, no, I'll send you guys my one there. Motherfucking kill yeah, those. I think I think it's a good one, dude. The Doom soundtrack is very good, whether it be the old one or Doom twenty sixteen. Uh, so good. I can't listen to that because I end up like if I listen to it when I'm in the car, I end up uh, I, I basically end up like driving faster than I should drive because <laughs> I just get too intense. Oh man, you just white knuckle the steering wheel, headbang while going fucking eighty in the fucking hospital zone. Actually, that's that's a nice little thing that people kind of always forget. If you're listening, depends depending on the music that you're listening to during rolling, that's kind of going to help dictate how hard you're going to roll. Yeah, hundred percent. True. Oh, like yeah. a lot of times, like it's very funny. Like, very funny. About, uh, uh, mm. like we don't really we like at the gym. We never really listened to music in the old gym, but then when we moved locations, we got a good stereo, so we kind of done it a bit more. And um, the music selection was really good. But one of the we did this during warm ups one time, and man, I I hated this so much. Did you ever hear the song by uh, Dolly Parton called Jolene? You ever hear that song? Yeah, hate that song. Do a, pu- a push up whenever she says Jolene. Fucked up. 
Now, I've I done a little variant myself called The Roxanne, where I listen to Roxanne by The Police, which I think is a better song, 100%. Do a yeah, push up yeah. whenever she, she, your man says Roxanne. Mm. Roxanne! Oh, yeah. I, 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 I love that fucking song. I can't that. If I'm ever listening to any of those musics, what I do is I'll just like make turn into a drinking game. So, like. <laughs> oh, we, uh, we have this thing, in the, this thing in the gym. Uh, so, do you know, like. Basically, there's the correct way of taking mount where you do the like windshield wiper over the hips and you mm. take your base off center. We have this uh, rule in the gym uh, that if you don't take mount when you're drilling mount, the correct way you have to do ten push-ups. Well, if you do the, do the if you do the horse rider thing, you just step over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like how or even like with side control, if you're drilling side control, like ooh, I have to plug my laptop in actually. Um, if, you're, no if you're drilling uh, if you're drilling side control and uh, you were like I'm trying to think like do you just like you know just you could, you're not going to just take side control in a match by just taking it like you know thanks to the underhook no you're not so, thanks to the cross space awesome isn't it yeah so we basically drill before like everything I do I try to set it up in a way that I'm like you know two or three steps before the actual uh, the technique so that so we have to run through the basics you know or not even the basics run through the movement to get there in the first place mm-hmm. now so see, one the ones I want your opinion on this bro and do you ever see uh, you know Felipe Andrew I was looking at one of his instructionals there about uh, submission hunting this one uh, he has like side control he has the under- underhook in the head and you know uh, he has his knee, his knee close to his elbow and you see the sort of uh, that's it gap in between your elbow and your knee he managed yeah. to sw- swim their arm up there like a, a shitty underhook that they're, you know, tucked in. Like, so your leg's like a, a leg check motion in like Muay Thai or something. And then yeah. he's able to sort of stand up, throw his legs over and get the sort of Charles Oliveira arm bar that's behind the, behind the sort of lats. Or throw his leg over his, his, your man's head and get the mount to triangle or to roll over to the regular one. I think that's a good sort of trapping mechanic, getting the arm in between there, so they have a, a shit underhook that's going to benefit you way more than them. Well, like, to be honest with you, you're better off, like, there's, if you're playing side control at all, you're pretty much should be looking to let them get that underhook because that underhook is a, isn't... If they have the underhook under that hip with the wedge, it's not an underhook, or well, it's not an effective frame, so you're after taking away their um, structure. So if you can maintain that lack of structure... They have to bring both hands like T-Rex to start framing and making space anyway. So by doing this, they're basically stuck. They're, they're ba- mm. You're going to reduce the amount of escapes they can lo- actually launch on you, essentially. Mm. Uh, I don't really like calling it the T-Rex. I think if you're like this, I call it the Emperor Palpatine because it goes like, when he does that, shocky hands. I, I prefer that. Or if, some, if you're keeping your hands close in your bottom mount, call it the Macaulay Culkin because... You know, I think that's better. <laughs> I got. I love coming up with stupid fucking names for shit. I just want to pull an uh, Eddie Bravo and unnecessarily call everything a different name. The worst. The worst name we ever came up with was um, we started calling float passing the Pennywise. Why? Because we all float down here. <laughs> like, can't remember uh, who came up with it, but I was just like that. Fantastic to be honest with you. Uh, man, I'm, I'm not even joking. That that was 100% genuine laughter. Like, oh my god, that is the funniest thing I've heard in ages. We have a wrestler called the Big Fat Gypsy. 
Say what? We have a wrestling move called the Big Fat Gypsy. Why? I, I don't know. Because <laughs> we, we all kind of agreed on stuff. And actually, I think that's really funny. If you agree on, like, really stupid names, like, one of, do you know, like, um, do you know, like, an arm truck, like, a, like, a drop saying Aggie? Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what you can do when you bring your hips all the way through and you're kind of put, and you're kind of wrapping their arm around your neck more so than over your back and you kind of, and you kind of, like, I'll have to show you a video of it, but whatever. But it's called a roly-poly. It's not like an arm truck. It's just called, like, a roly-poly. It's like, oh, idiot. It's like, hmm. Uh, it, uh, I call the dummy sweep the, the I either call it the idiot sweep or the dipshit sweep because you have to be a dipshit to get caught in it. But you know, dummy sweep, dipshit sweep, that's grand. It's in the same ballpark. The imbecile incline, maybe. There's a what's it? What's the John Danner her name for this? I've been actually trying to remember the name for this for about a week now because I'm doing a I'm doing a breakdown for learning jujitsu on the YouTube, YouTube for. For the dummy sweep, it's the, the, the double Kuichigari. Yes, that's what it is. Kuichigari. It. Yes. Yeah. Double I just went blank. I was like, what does he call it? It's, I know it's something Japanese, but I could not remember. Mm. What's the fuck? What's his fucking word for like. I thought he had a word for like reverse. So when you do the reverse armbar, it's like reverse. Something Juji Katami, but I think it's, he just does reverse. Is there like reverse fucking dummy sweep or something where you pull them on top of you and you're the dummy? Maybe. Yeah, Paul pulling mouth, I don't know. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's an effective strategy. Oh, man. I had I, I was training with a guy in uh, one of the lads in my gym and he he actually has a, savage, like, a decent double leg. He does that Keenan double leg where you kind of like get their arm and swipe it across their body and then he just follows it up with a double leg. And he was like... I don't know, was it because, like, he, he didn't expect to get as far as he did? Like, he shot the double on me, and he had it. Like, he could have finished it. And then he just panicked. And all of a sudden, he pulled his mouth. So <laughs> he, he pulls was, like, mouth. Midway, midway through a double leg, and then just goes, oh, shit. And he just falls back, and I'm in mount. And I'm just like, did you just, like, double leg into mount backwards? Yeah, <laughs> it was just... If you were, well, if you maybe he has good single leg X, and he can escape, get the single leg X good, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it's, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen anyone do. Well, te- <laughs> technically, closed guard is uh, inverted mount. Mm. Like, no, actually, it's the same thing. No, I heard, I heard a very good uh, analogy. My friend Alex Kiss told me this. He's a fucking beast of a kid, man. He's a fucking monster. He's like, uh, closed guard is the mentally ill brother of mount. I'm like, that's, that's a good one. Mentally ill brother of mount. <laughs> I can see you're fucking taking it back by that. So stupid. Uh, so guys, do you want to call it an episode there? Because you know, my family demands I spend time with them on, on weekends like a normal person. How selfish of <laughs> <I> am. <laughs> okay. So, but guys, that was a good episode. Thanks a lot. And of course, I'll have all the bro and stuff in the description. I'll have Learn Jitsu T45 and his personal uh, Instagram accounts, they'll all be there. You don't want you don't want to follow my personal one. That's full of shit. I'm gonna uh, do it. Now. I'm pissed off. I'm gonna do it anyway. I think I follow you, anyways. <laughs> probably. I'm pretty sure you do. I probably don't follow you back. I'm mean like that. Oh. <gasps> do you even follow Humanzi back? Or do you oh, even follow oh, I any? Do, I do. Do you follow no, any no, of my three accounts? I do follow. I do follow Khan. He's there. Yeah. Sometimes. There he is. 
Ah, man, sexy bastard that Khan is. Don't tell him that, though. What a prick. Yeah. <laughs> I heard he's shy to wrestling, though. Fuck him. <laughs> As the bro, did you mean to the same before we shoot off, bro? He's tight no, there. Thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, it's good to chat crap and uh, explain a little bit about learn jiu-jitsu. Uh, I'm hoping it will go down well. Like I know it's it's kind of in infancy at the moment, but uh, yeah, I think it's something that like you know a lot of people can actually like and it would benefit from if they actually spent a bit of time learning it. Mm. So. Well, no, bro, and you have you have the two fucking check marks for a successful thing. You have a good idea and a sexy logo. That's all you need. That's it. Yeah, it's just the the, the actual like you know the actual implementation doesn't matter. It's just the logo. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So, Khan, do you have anything to say, bro? With your sexy mannerisms and your luscious brain, do you have anything to say? Uh, I don't have a brain. One and two, not really. No, I am. Um... I uh, I had a good time on this chat. It's really nice to kind of uh, hear that people are actually implementing co- concepts as a kind of like a learning tool because we only kind of learned it from Jack Dolan and I uh, don't think I really got to learn from him because his classes are always in the morning and I couldn't get up in the morning because I'm really lazy. Um, <laughs> but the grilled chicken guard or the grilled chicken concept or which is just keeping your elbows and your knees together so you can't get tossed, you can't get tapped and all that kind of stuff. Really good stuff. So, um, so it'd be nice to see somebody actually kind of like teach that that isn't um, looking for like a million euro every time you, every time you um, you know, want to learn something. New. And uh, plus, like you know, it's good to fucking check in and talk shit about Zelda and um, lifting heavy things. Mm. That's, nice. that's my life now, Zelda and heavy things, you know. And kill <laughs> and kill dozers. Okay, so thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to check in. Sorry. <laughs> good plug. Alright, unsec. It's a fucking thing. Goddamn. <laughs> I'm once again honoured that you listened to the whole episode of the Humanity Jitsu Podcast. If anyone does listen to these end card bits, really hope you do. Always appreciate it if you watched it, listened to, listened to the episode, sorry, through its entire length. So guys, like I said, you can follow Broen at Crimunch Ugly, at T45 Jiu-Jitsu and at Learn Jiu-Jitsu. And if you want to check out any of our handsome hosts fucking pages, it is at Humanity Jitsu, at Humanity Jitsu Podcast, at Con Gracie and at Shawnee Judo Jits. And also, eh, at Gory Grappling Academy, Sean's amazing gym. Sean's the best. Don't tell Khan I said that. He'll uh, suplex me. <laughs> awesome, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Your, your, you listening is just always appreciated. I know I don't say that enough, but thanks again. Adios.